You're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Recently, a couple in Reno, Nevada, were charged with neglecting their two young children because they were spending their time on online video games. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunch, your host, and with me today is Dr. Kimberly Young, an internationally known expert on internet addiction and online behavior. Founded in 1995, she serves as the director of the Center for Internet Addiction Recovery, and she travels nationally conducting seminars on the impact of the internet. She is the author of Caught in the Net, the first book to address internet addiction, which is now translated into six languages. Welcome, Dr. Young. Well, thank you for having me. This case that we've been reading about in Nevada is, is obviously, I hope, an outlier of extraordinary neglect due to a couple that had an online addiction. But what kinds of problems do you more commonly see from the Internet? What, what kind of effect does it have on children and families? What's interesting about that case is the issue that it was the couple it's not just one person, but it almost, I'd love to know more about their circumstances because one of the things I start seeing, divorce is probably the biggest issue with families. Internet affairs have become a growing problem. The American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers came out with a study that said 63% of divorces are related to Internet affairs. So we know that the numbers are big and getting bigger. I mean, you've got email involved in divorce cases, chat room logs, all that kind of thing. But the reality is that when they do get the divorce, then a lot of times they'll marry the person that they met online. Okay, they're both in this new relationship with another online addict. And so, you know, I've seen couples where they have had some serious problems either fantasizing this is all going to work out in some wonderful way because they got to know each other through the Internet and then reality fails to, to you know, live up to that fantasy or expectation. But then they become kind of like two alcoholics that meet and then reinforce each other's behavior and say, well, it's okay to stay online all these hours. And so when you talk about this, this couple that neglected their kids because of their Internet addiction, you start realizing, well, you know, what if they were both two addicts? This is a difficult subject, and it, it does remind me of food addiction problems because often you, you can't separate yourself from the computer or from the Internet if you need it for work. And certainly in schools now, we're encouraging children to use the Internet. How does that play into all of this? I think what happens is that you do have a social acceptance about computers. And like you do, you know, with food, there's a limit, though, to at what point it becomes a problem. So with food, it's about making positive choices. It's about having a salad or something healthier for you than the bag of donuts or, you know, bag of Doritos. But you're, you're looking at the same thing with the Internet, is that if you can teach kids to learn how to use computers responsibly right from the get-go, then you'll be a lot better off. But what happens is we just say, oh, computers are educational, and then here you go, and young children are using the computers, and you really, as a parent, sometimes don't know that there's these problems, that your 10-year-old can have access to Internet pornography or sex chat rooms, I mean, just on a basic level, or you have the whole phenomenon of MySpace and all these young kids getting online and putting out their most private information on these social networking sites where Internet predators look for, for potential victims. So how can we protect our children? There's certainly a lot of information 
today out there for parents? Again, some simple things. I mean, I think one of the best things parents need to do is educate themselves about these problems because a lot of times they say, well, okay, you know, I want to give my son or daughter a computer because it seems like the right thing to do and it's real educational and be helpful for school. They say, here you go, here's your computer in their bedroom and right there problems are going to start because how do they know what their children are doing? How do they know their kid isn't getting up in the middle of the night sneaking online? Who do they know that their children's talking to on the internet? How do they know what information their children are putting on their MySpace account? How do they know that this this other 10-year-old that, that their son's talking to isn't just an Internet predator pretending. So what happens is the parents just don't know. And I think whether you're talking about just home safety or home computer safety, having them realize that there, you know, there's these dangers, that if they put the computer in a public area, the, the house where they can walk by, if they know who their kids are talking to on the computer, put on filters, those are some basic steps. Now, those aren't foolproof things. Nobody will say that either, but they're at least something that says the parents are trying to, to find some ways so that their children can safely use this new technology. How can you tell if your children are harmed by Internet use? I think what happens, obviously, if they start withdrawing from other activities, one of the things I've probably seen is the first sense that there's a real problem. For example, maybe you have a 15-year-old son he likes the computer, but all of a sudden now he's dropped out of baseball, and now he doesn't go out with his friends, doesn't hang out at the mall with his friends, doesn't go to movies like he used to with his friends. So all of a sudden he's just home alone at his computer more and more and more. Probably that social withdrawal, that social disconnect from other things and substituting the computer is probably the first warning sign that there's probably a problem developing. And then you start seeing, you know, maybe disobedience problems. You start putting time limits on the computer and they get angry and even violent. So I think those are some things parents can start to look for. Or even with young children that use the computer, a lot of parents are saying, well, how do I know if they're talking to an Internet predator? Well, you know, they start getting maybe strange phone calls from strangers or strange phone calls are showing numbers are showing up on their telephone bills or their daughter starts receiving gifts from strangers. It seems like maybe that your daughter's chatting or talking with somebody that's being very inappropriate, but she's not telling you as a parent, but yet you're starting to realize something's going on here. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is international internet addiction expert, Dr. Kimberly Young. We are discussing how the internet affects the family. Dr. Young, we we hear in the press that more and more child custody battles stem from Internet addiction. Is that really true? It is, because one of the things that's starting to happen is that let's say that mom has a problem with the computer, mom and dad divorce, but maybe primary custody still with mom, is that, you know, dad all of a sudden says, I want to have full custody of my, my children because I'm starting to realize this woman can't care for the basic welfare of my child. Or she's meeting men and dating online, and all of a sudden these strange guys are just showing up at all hours. And one of the things I've started realizing is that, I mean, as part of my practice clinically, I'm starting to do more testimonial work and getting involved in these kind of child custody cases. I'm really quite surprised. But on the other hand, as even the news story about the couple that neglected their children. I mean, a lot of times it's that very issue 
where there's just this almost addiction to the issue of the computer at the neglect and basic welfare of, of children that are also living in the home. What can practitioners that are listening out there do if they suspect that one of their patients has this kind of a problem? Probably is like dealing with drugs or alcohol. I mean, how would you address that if you suspect it, but you don't know it? I mean, you know, I know when I fill out my medical forms at the doctors, they'll say, well, how much alcohol do you have a week? And, you know, I'm sure for people that are being honest, at least, and they say, yeah, I'm drinking every day and I'm drinking X amount of alcohol, a doctor would say, it sounds like you have a problem. Have you ever thought about this as a problem? So I think the first thing for treatment practitioners is to look at, you know, screening, asking about computer use. If the numbers seem high or if people are reporting that they've had complaints, yeah, my spouse complains about how much time I spent on the Internet or yeah, I got divorced over the Internet, it's a really good time to say, you know, do you think you have a problem? You know, if they suspect that there's a problem, there probably is. At least in my community, I don't know any therapists that specialize in this. Then what do you do? Where do you send these people? Having an addiction specialist, psychologists, addiction counselors, social workers. There's a lot of variety of backgrounds in terms of training, but people that are familiar with addiction recovery and treatment are probably your best practitioners in terms of sending a referral. It doesn't have to be somebody who knows the internet inside and out. I mean, like a large part of my practice becomes internet addiction because I know a lot about the technology itself. So if some client comes to me and says, I'm really addicted to a game or I'm addicted to a chat room, I know what that means. Now, we're we're starting to get into the culture where most mental health professionals know the terms, but they're still learning. So sometimes there's a learning curve with that. But if they still understand how to treat addiction, then they will be good referral resources for somebody that has this problem. Okay, so start with your general addiction community and and go from there. Now, I'm curious about uh, one last thing here. Your latest book is called Breaking Free of the Web, Catholics and Internet Addiction. What's the connection between Catholics and Internet addiction? It all started, I I teach at St. Bonaventure University. A Catholic publisher came to talk to me, and it's a Catholic school. So, I mean, I think there was just this, idea that maybe this was an interesting topic and to look at perhaps how it fit in with the Catholic faith. And it's co-authored with Sister Patrice Clossing. And one of the things about the book that is different than, say, a self-help recovery book is it really is geared more towards scripture, towards prayer and reflection as interventions. And one of the bigger issues, I think, besides just the sort of marriage of these issues, is that in the Catholic faith, you're starting to see a lot of these couples getting divorced. They're going to their parish priest talking about what to do. Or a man's looking at pornography on the Internet, and he prays, and he's very prayerful, but, you know, it's affecting his marriage, and he goes to his priest. Or you have priests themselves that are leading the celibate life, but also might have a computer in the rectory that they're looking at pornography on. I mean, so you have kind of the impaired professional, but you also have you know, pastoral counselors, priests, looking for some faith-based answers as to how to approach these problems, both with couples or individuals and adults that are doing things on the Internet that they feel terrible about, but they just don't know how to stop. Any websites that you might suggest that our audience can look at to get more information about this topic in general of Internet addiction? The website for the Center for Online Addiction is www.netaddiction.com. 
There's another site, addictionresearch.com, that's very good, that has a great deal of resources on addiction, anything with research to treatment centers and so forth. And I think just doing keyword searches in something like Google or Yahoo on Internet addiction will help find maybe perhaps local professionals that are knowledgeable in this. Well, thank you so much for appearing on ReachMD. Well, thank you again for having me. We've been speaking with Kimberly Young, who is the director of the Center for Internet Addiction Recovery. Dr. Young is a nationally known psychologist who has been working with Internet addiction for over 10 years. We've been discussing today how the Internet may affect families and children. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, of course, you can email us at xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.